Podcast Answer Man, episode number 264. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. This, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet released that first episode. There's something we can all do to take our show to that next level. That's right, my friends, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. Today, I have a full show once again, and uh, I'm very excited to tell you that we're going to be bringing my great friend and social media correspondent for GSPN.TV, Eric J. Fisher, here in live this week to talk about uh, something going on with Facebook, and also, he's going to join me in talking a little bit about how to take your blog world and new media expo, or now the New Media Expo Conference experience to the next level. Uh, But before we get into that, we want to start off with what I like to do called the Random Plug of the Week. And this this week, my friends, I want to highlight another podcast mastermind member who is uh, creating a brand, I think, that is intended to make a positive difference in people's lives, which, by the way, is my favorite category of podcasting. And technically, it could be in very many different categories, but certainly he has a unique brand that stands out and it's called 168 Opportunities. That's the name of his brand. You can find it at 168opportunities.com. And uh, the person behind this is Peter Adal. And basically, if the podcast description on his uh, blog says that, did you know that we all have 168 hours every single week? And Peter says that he likes to Think of these as 168 opportunities to maximize our life. There are things that we can all do to uh, to improve ourselves and to take the mo- to make the most of every opportunity. I should probably learn how to speak on a Thursday morning. You you, you think after taking a week off you wouldn't forget everything, but I guess it's all new to me. Anyway, uh, that's what his podcast is all about. It's ba- basically making the mess of making a mess, making the most of every opportunity, 168 of them every week. You can check out Peter's podcast over at 168opportunities.com. And uh, by the way, congratulations to Peter. He just became a dad for the very first time this past week, and I'm so happy for him. He's got a little baby boy. And I think it's episode number 15 where he took a little bit of a different format approach to his show just to talk about the new opportunities that he's you know, been kind of realizing as a dad now. And uh, very cool guy, very cool brand, and I'm looking forward to see where he goes on his journey. And if you happen to check out 168 Opportunities and you like it, please tell Peter that you heard about him from the podcast Answer Man. And now, my friends, it is time to turn over to our social media correspondent, Eric J. Fisher. Eric, how's it going this week? Going great. So, hey, you have been standing by live. We are going to be talking about something that's crazy 
happening over there at Facebook. They're charging us mu- they're they're charging us cold hard cash to reach the people who have already said, Cliff, I want to hear from you. Uh, yeah. Well, that's one way to put it. <laughs> so what, what's this thing? First of all, what's it called? It's, is it called uh, paid to promote or something like that? It, it's called promoted posts. Okay. Promoted posts. Tell me a little bit about this thing. Okay. What a page can do now is when they go to post, they'll see a little uh, checkbox, not checkbox, like a drill down box that they can click and it says promote. And then what they can do is for a certain amount of money, uh, which works very much like Facebook ads, where when people click on or uh, see your posts, basically, you are then charged and you can set a, you can set a, a budgetary limit mm-hmm. on that. And, and what this does is this is a uh, an augmentation or a boost to that post's particular edge rank. Nice. All right. Well, we're going to have you talk about edge rank and boost to edge rank in just a moment because you're going to refer back to a previous episode. Before you do, I want to play the audio from the video. It's only 90 seconds long here uh, from Facebook to kind of get their explanation about what's going on. Here we go. Hi, I'm Miriam, and I'm here to talk to you about promoted posts. When you post on your page, it currently may only reach a limited number of the people who like your page each week. Promoted posts help increase the people you reach for any eligible post. It's an easy and fast way to reach more of the people who like your page and their friends. People will currently see your promoted posts as a sponsored story in their newsfeed on desktop or mobile. When people like, comment, share, their friends will see the post too. Here's how to promote your post. Choose solid content. When you promote a post from your page, it's seen by more people than a regular post is, so you'll want the content to be really strong. Simply post on your page and select the Promote button. Select a price that best fits your budget and goals. When you promote a post, it'll appear in the newsfeed of the people who like your page and be labeled as Sponsored. You can promote any post as you're creating it, or you can promote a recent post that's already live on your page. Any post that's less than three days old can be promoted. Once you promote a post, it can be paused and resumed anytime. For best results, we recommend you pin your promoted post to the top of your page's timeline. Thanks for taking the time to learn more about promoted posts. To learn more about this feature, visit facebook.com slash help slash promote. In other words, go and talk to the mob bosses who are holding your posts hostage. Yes, they're, they <laughs> Facebook is 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 the gangster. Yes, <laughs> that's right. what Anyways. it sounds like to me. It's like, dude, you know these people. That, you know, we know that they're connected to you. You've worked, you've worked months, maybe years, uh, getting all these people to quote unquote like your brand, uh, so that they are technically saying, I want to subscribe to the updates that you know come out from this brand. I want to know what's going on. If they post something, I want to be notified. And all of a sudden, you're out there, you've said, you know what, come here because I'm going to be giving you great, valuable content, and I'm going to make sure that it's it, it's amazing and of, of value and things that are related to the brand that we represent here. And, and Facebook is saying, you know what, that's all great, but 
why don't you pay us a little bit more money and maybe we'll let you send that out to a few more people. And and they're still not even promising if you promote the darn thing that it's going to go to everybody who liked you. Uh, to who is saying who is I'm going to just use the word subscribed to your brand. OK, because that technically when yep. I like you on your Facebook page, I am subscribing to your updates. And somewhere down the line, Facebook determined that, you know what, I'm sorry, there's just too much traffic going on here and we don't want to overwhelm people. So, you know what, we know that you subscribe to Eric Fisher's you know page, but eh, we're only going to give you a few of his post and, and and you may or may not see any of them determining d- depending on you know just how busy you are subscribing to other people's stuff could you imagine if google reader google reader you go in and you subscribe to people's rss feeds and just periodically google reader says nope sorry i'm only going to give you one twentieth of the things that you have subscribed to because we don't want you to spend too much time here reading all of this stuff. It's too much information. Let us only send you, you know, things based upon our computerized algorithm. And and you know what? I'll tell you what, if it's really, really important, how about the all those blog owners, those people who are writing those blogs, how about they pay us, Google, to actually send you content if it's that valuable? That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> That's that could, it very well could sound like that. However, it's not exactly that way. I want you to I want to see if you could potentially convince me otherwise. I, for some people this is going to sound like I'm playing devil's advocate, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. And basically what you need to do if you've not I'm going to summarize, but if you'd like a really more a much more further in-depth talk about Facebook edge rank you need to go back to Podcast Answer Man episode 247, where we talk about Facebook edge rank and how that works. Which, by the way, is at podcastanswerman.com forward slash 247. Right. Okay. Now, edge rank is made up of three. When we talk about edge rank, let me, let me first clarify. Edge rank has to do with the, uh, the Facebook's news feed. And much like Google, there is a certain amount of uh, Facebook news feed optimization that can happen. There are factors involved to uh, like basically, basically it's Facebook news feed SEO. Okay. And when it comes down to it, there are three factors that are involved affinity, interaction, and time. And how affinity works is it's the relationship between the content creator and the user. Interaction is uh, how many comments, likes, shares that the piece of content has gotten. And timeliness is just that. How long ago has this been posted? Okay? Right. So each piece of content has to come up against those three factors in order to really be seen in as a top news story or be seen at all, really, in a user, a Facebook, average Facebook user's news feed. And so to, to talk to the statement you made about how when I go like somebody's page, I'm subscribing to their wonderful, awesome, life-changing content. That may be true, but if when they've posted stuff, I've never clicked like, then I've never voted that that content is wonderful and awesome and life-changing. And Facebook sees that as, well, then you you may like the page, but you must not think this is as important to see in your newsfeed because 
you never interact with it. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to give you uh, my argument to that. So I'm I'm subscribed to very few things in Google Reader. Uh, but the things that I'm subscribed to, I do care about. I, I chose myself to subscribe. Now, I will tell you that Seth Godin puts out a blog post every single day. Michael Hyatt puts out several blog posts every every week. Dan Miller puts out several blog posts every week. Mashable puts out tons of like 30 some odd <laughs> right. posts a day 50 a uh, day or so MacStories.net puts out uh you know sometimes 10 15 posts in a single day now i'll tell you what i actually look at an application that pulls in all of my news feeds from google reader every single day and i look at the stories and i look at the titles and there will be times where i may not actually click on a single blog post from let's say dan miller or michael hyatt or seth godin or I may only click on one or maybe three of the 30 some odd Mashable stories. But I, here's what I do is I every day I never fail to look at the titles of what they are. And 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 so and, and I liken that to saying, you know, if I go to my news feed, I would never fail to go and look at the images or to look at a, a, a title or a caption or something like that that might grab my attention. Um, and if if that's not there, then it's not going to. But occasionally all of a sudden Seth Godin will say something, you know, so it'll it'll say something like uh, judge me or ignore me. You de- you know, you decide. Mm-hmm. And and it's like, wow, I wonder what that is. And I click it. Now, the thing is, is, I may not have actually read a single blog post of Seth Godin for, you know, four and a half weeks. But all of a sudden now. I'm reading it because that drew me in and that may not have ever drawn me drew me in if all of a sudden because of an algorithm Google decided that you know what you really never you never really click on anything from Seth Godin why why should I bother showing this to you and and it's like because I, you should bother showing it to me because I told you I want to subscribe to it I want the content and this is why I love Twitter you know I love Twitter because Eric if I if I actually follow you it doesn't matter if you put out 180 tweets an hour, which I don't think is possible uh, because I think they have some limits. There's a limit. There is yes. a limit. But if, if you put out 100 tweets per day, I would still get every single one of those tweets in my timeline. Every one of them, without fail. Now, I may be upset and, and, and say, wow, this is just a little bit too much. The fire hoses, you know, and, and I may unfollow you and choose to put you on a list that instead says, you know what, I'll check this out when I really want to see what Eric's up to uh, or really talkative people and I'm really bored and it doesn't look like there's enough here for me to consume. Uh, so, but the thing is, is I'm subscribing to somebody because I want their content. And, and you know, it obviously Facebook has had this ed, edge rank thing for quite some time. But now it, it's like all of a sudden now people can pay to actually get my attention and and I, I do. I, I think I think it's it, it does seem a little bit like the mafia. You know, it's kind of like, hey, you well, pay us a little money. We'll get you in a few more eyeballs. And it's not even everybody who liked me. So I understand advertising, advertising. Yeah. I pay for people. I pay to interrupt them. You know, it, 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 I, I don't know of a better way to say that, but that's what I'm doing. I'm paying to get people's attention because they fit a profile. The thing is, is I've already I believe that as a Facebook fan page, you know, creator, which I'm not one because I, I use everything on my personal profile with subscriptions now. But um, if I was doing this, if I was creating this, I've already paid my dues by getting the attention and garnering the like 
of my community. And now all of a sudden, they may or may not get updated on this major life-changing new announcement. Uh, and and gosh, the thing is, and, and there was a, there's a screen capture of, you know, here's $5. You know, and what will $5 get you? This will get you a, t- approximately 20 people. What? Oh, it's more, well, it could be 20 people. But if you're talking, it, it's going to be based on the amount of followers or the, the amount of likes that you have on the page. Right. So, well, let me let me make a rebuttal here because you're talking about Twitter and how, like, say, I, say if I tweeted as many as I was able to tweet in an hour. Yeah. But you checked it five hours later. Yes. You would never see any of those. That's not true. No, it's true. No, it's not true. Unless somebody retweets it, because unless you scroll all the way back, and you won't see it. And And if I only follow 10 people, I will see it. And so, so for example, if I put, well, depending upon how many tweets those other people do, that's true. But still, here's the deal. If I put you on, let's just say I, right now I'm following, I'm I'm only following like 500 some odd people on Twitter now. Um, but let's just say I have you on a list, which by the way, I do, I have a private list and you're on a private list with no more than let's say 10 or 15 people on it. And it's called my private timeline. And it's like, you know what? These are the people I definitely want to see everything that's going on, you know, and, and if you happen to put a hundred of them, you know what, I, I'm going to scroll down until I see the last one. You know, that if you, the thing is, is with Twitter, I can do that with Facebook. I literally have to go to your page and read all of the stuff on your page. Whereas with a list, I can easily go to a list and say, you know what, here's five, 10, 15, 20 people. And let me just scroll through until I, until I'm sure that I've read everything that's gone on that's going on in these people's lives, if, if I want to. I, I'm just saying right. that it's available to me, and this way, you you have, as the content creator on Twitter, you know that all of that content is available in a timeline for people who are following you, should they choose to get it, without having to come to your profile to actually see it. Right. It's, it's, it's subscribable. Yes, now, but the thing is, um trying to figure out where to go here basically it's not so much there's nothing that can be done about this okay no there's not the facebook news feed is what it is it reacts to how you vote by what you interact with unless people pay otherwise which when you do that it's not that they're charging you to be seen at all because to be quite honest the pages that i work with in my day job, we're getting a really good return for what we do. Right. We're getting, uh, let me go back to a statistic here that we've not mentioned yet. Facebook itself said that on average, no, and this is not depending upon how many fans you have because it's a percent, that you're getting about uh, 16% of the people that will see it. Right. It's, that will see a post, that will see your posts. And the reason behind that, and I can believe this, is because there have been things in my, like I, I went through and went you know through all the things that I have liked. I think it was back in January. And I looked through and I'm like, I've not seen any of this, this thing, this page that I've liked, any of their stuff come through. And I went and looked at their page and I saw that none of it was interesting. So I never would have, when I originally would have been seeing their stuff, would I have voted or interacted with it? And so gradually it just started to disappear. The same thing happens actually with people, 
with friends on Facebook as well. It's not just pages. Well, and if, if Facebook believes in their algorithm so much, you know, I mean, what what's OK? So all of a sudden for the last 60 days, I as a Facebook page content creator have put out crap as content. Nobody's right. clicked on it. Nobody's liked it. Nobody's anything. I'm edge rank is drop dead zero. No heartbeat. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's like, you know what? I have some and, and I think it's all gold. I think it is like, wow, this is precious metals here. Right. You know, everybody's loving this stuff. And all of a sudden I've got I've got the king of the, you know, the crud and I'm going to post this thing. And by golly, I'm putting myself a budget of five hundred dollars on here. And that's still as a content creator, that's still not going to guarantee that it goes to all of my followers. And not only that, but all of a sudden now Facebook's saying, you know what, we're keeping you, we're protecting you from all this stuff that you're not interested in. But this person's paid us to make you do this. So, yeah, you're the guy who ended up liking the guy in the first place. But here, here you go. Here's his little note. And that's, I mean, to be honest, that's a very valid opinion. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are going to see it that way. And, and the what, we'll <laughs> what sh- I would argue is, is they've not put out great stuff. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, to be honest, that's the takeaway but, here is here's if you're f- not going to do promoted posts, if you want people to see your stuff on Facebook, then you need to be playing by the edge rank algorithm. And one of those top things is make your stuff awesome and people will engage with it. Yeah. It, it, I, I totally, it's hard, I, but I, it's I totally true. see that side of the argument, but at the same time, it's very difficult to say, you know what? I've, I've earned all of these people's attention. They have said, I like it. They said, I want the information. And now all of a sudden, you know, because it is what it is, I'm only going to get so many people. But if I pay you more money, I get more of those people who already told me they want my stuff anyway. And it just seems a little weird. But I I totally understand that this is the way it's always been. Let me put it in podcasting terms. All right. Let me say, say somebody is subscribed to Podcast Answer Man. Yep. Okay. And they've listened, uh, you know, faithfully for, for years and they continue to listen. But then gradually they... You know, they they skip an episode. They and, and not by any fault of of yours. You're still putting out great stuff, but at some point here, they decide. Oh, I just don't. I haven't listened to it in forever, and I guess I don't really miss it. And I just decide to unsubscribe. Right. So so that's the thing. The question is is are you deciding to unsubscribe or is the software unsubscribing for you? And you know iTunes used to have this and they may still do it. Where yeah, the, the granulated uh um, you know, yeah, settings. iTunes has had a setting where if you haven't listened, to, you know, you've downloaded, you know, five episodes or I don't know what the number was, but you downloaded X number of episodes and you haven't listened to any of them and it continues to come in and just build up and eventually they just stop sending you the new updates. And I right. think that's ridiculous as well. You know, the the fact is, is, you know, I sometimes I'm seven weeks behind on listening to Dan Miller's podcast. And and all of a sudden I go on a six hour road trip and guess what? I've just caught up on all seven episodes or all of a sudden, you know, I might be seven episodes behind. And then this week's episode, I look at the title of the episode and it's like, wow, I totally got to check out and see what that's about. Right. You know, and the fact that it's there, even though I haven't listened 
you know, because I, you know, the thing is, is right. You, we, we're subscribed to a lot of content, you know, in these news feeds and stuff like that. And it could be overwhelming. But, the, you know, the, there are other tools to, to monitor that. I, but here's the deal. I know Facebook's always done this. They've done this with their newsfeed since the earliest days. Remember, they used to say, you know, we don't show you everything, but at least before they gave us this thought, you know what, show me more of this and show me less of this. And they let us fine tune it. And I guess now they're assuming by our... Well, they still let you do that, but yeah. Yeah, it, it's just not the same. But anyway, yeah, you know, that's what it is. I still think that it's a little shady to, to charge me money to actually reach more people because if you believed in your algorithm and the fact that your algorithm says you know what these people don't want you anyway but pay us money and we'll force them to watch you anyway it it it, it seems like a double-edged well, it, story in a, in a sense it's almost like a remarketing campaign yeah you know where the, well at one point you opted in but you haven't interacted in a long time but if you as the content creator or the page owner decide you want to pay, we'll put you in front of those people again. And why I think it's a good thing is exactly that. Is if somebody forgot that you had great content and suddenly you create a really, really awesome piece of content and you post it on Facebook and it's highly, it's, it's going to be the cream of the crop, something that you've done and you're extremely proud of. I say promote that post. Here's why. Because potentially your audience, some of you, no, let me not just say potentially. It's a fact. Some of your audience is not engaging with it and, had, and hasn't for a long time. And this may be that thing that wins them back over. If they, could, if they click like or if they comment or if they share it, they will have interacted with that brand page again and start to see more of it again. Gotcha. On a continual basis. So it's... A, a, it's kind of like totally, paying, totally paying it's, it's kind of like paying iTunes to say, you know what? I know this person, you know, there's people out there, they've downloaded, you know, five of my episodes and you know that and they went and did not listen to them. So you haven't sent them the last 15 of my updates. But you know what? Let me pay, here iTunes, let me give you 100 bucks. Would you please go and force another episode out to my to the my my subscribers just because this one I think that they'll listen to. Right. And, eh, I don't know. I, I I just worry about this trend a little bit, I guess. I can see why people would be concerned. I'll, I'll tell you one of the things that I talked about with uh, somebody that works with me on social media at the university where I'm working. When I first saw this, I thought, well, here's the thing. I want to do a test and see what comes up. I know we're already getting a, a, a 25 to 30 percent um, viewability on most pieces of our content since the live uh, insights have rolled out for Facebook. And we thought, well, if we're going to do a pay to promote, what we're going to do, what we need to do is make sure that whatever post we promote is really awesome because we don't want somebody to have not seen us for a long time, suddenly see us and think, why am I subscribed to this? And then unfollow us. Right. You want the opposite effect of that. You actually want them to suddenly see, oh, wow, I, I had forgotten about this and and think it's great. The added bonus here, and I'm thinking from a university perspective, of course, when you're interacting with friends and family on Facebook, you're connected to a lot of people that, a lot of people are connected to people from different chapters in their life. For, for example, for me, I'm connected with a lot of college friends on there. 
Well, I know that there are probably there is probably a very large portion of people out there, for example, that are that do like the university's page, but have friends or college classmates from my college that have not liked the page yet. But if enough mutual friends all like that piece of content, it will start it will actually be seen by people who don't like the page who sh- probably should because they're an alumni. Right. And so that's the other added bonus here is that if enough of the people that do like the page and have gradually just not maybe seen any uh, you know, incentive to continue to interact with the brand, suddenly see something awesome from that brand and interact with it, it not only re-engages the audience, the existing audience, it can bring in some of the fringe audience that may have never noticed it before either. Right. I just wonder if you followed the stuff that we gave in episode 247, if you followed that, that advice, if it wouldn't just have that same added benefit as well. Oh, to be honest, I think it would. So, I think if you if you really are intentional about creating content that's going to hit on the pain points, so to speak, and fill and you know a need or or a service that the people that engage with the content to begin the uh, page to begin with that clicked like, if you're creating content that's going to either entertain them or fill a service, something that's going to meet their need they will engage with it as well as um, increase their affinity. I mean, we talked about this before when we talked about it then was that there was a point where I wasn't seeing a lot of Cliff Ravenscraft in my Facebook newsfeed. And at some point I clicked like, and then I started to see more and more of you. Right. And from that point forward, it just, I engaged, I com- I commented, et cetera. So now you're there every day. <laughs> nice. So it works the same way with brands. It's just a bit harder. And well, they have this opportunity that, that people do not. Well, the, the one thing is, is that whatever you decide you feel about the Facebook paid to promote uh, posts, uh, it is what it is and it's there. I don't think they're going to change it. Uh, and it certainly seems to be one way that, that Facebook can monetize. And I'm sure that they'll they'll have some fun with it. And, uh, and, yeah, and there seems to be some upside benefits to actually doing it. Uh, I just think that those should have been available just because we're bringing all bringing all of our a brand to Facebook. I think we I think Facebook should be paying us to create amazing content that gets likes and and all of that stuff. I just think it should be the other way around. Anyway, let's move on to a different topic. And Eric, I'm going to ask you to stay on and uh, talk about Blog World NYC 2012. Okay. So um, here's the deal. You know, we just got back. Last week was Blog World New York City, and it was, in my opinion, a huge success for the podcasting community. Um, And I have my top 10 highlights that I've written down of the things that I loved most about Blog World. And before I get into my top 10 list, uh, I would love to hear your uh, reactions just right off the top of your head. What did you think about Blog World NYC? I thought it was an amazing experience. And why is that? Well, I was probably about three or four fold. I was able to sit in on some great sessions, learned a lot of great stuff from those. Uh, Moreover, there were more sessions than you could ever have hoped to attend because there were at least, what, seven or eight 
concurrently going on. So I definitely highly recommend the virtual ticket, um, which lets you get all the audio recordings after the fact. I'm definitely looking forward to to listening to the ones I couldn't attend I just, and re-listening to some of them that I did. I just counted there were 12 sessions going on at the same time at any one given hour during the conference. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> so, so you can only attend one at a time unless you're somehow magical. Uh, but the, the the content was amazing. The sessions were amazing. Um, and, and there was always at least two or three that I would have been potentially interested in sitting in on. And that's not to say that even every session slot, I attended a session because, another added bonus, the people. I got to meet, for the first time, a lot of people that I had only met online, such as uh, Andy Traub, um Justin Lucas Savage, uh, trying to think of many other people, some people from the podcast mastermind group that were there, as well as people that I had met before in person, like like yourself. I mean, we've only met six, seven times in person ever, but you know, every time it gets better and better. And uh, <laughs> and, and and Sophie Reinhardt, um, Daniel Lewis, a lot of people like that that you know I just don't get to meet. Plus, I met lots of people for the first time ever that uh, I had never met before. So that I got to meet Michael Hyatt in person. That was great. Um, Scott Stratton on marketing on Twitter. I got to meet him, a uh, couple other people. And so I just had a great time. So, oh, Mark Malkoff and Christine Peel, got to meet them for the first time too. And so I got to really strengthen and create a lot of new relationships and networking. And that was awesome. Not to mention the location, New York City. I mean, come on. That was amazing. Right. So those are my off the top of my head things. I'm curious to see what you say. Well, I'll share mine. Uh, here, here's what I've heard of. Obviously, everybody that I've talked to overwhelmingly, they, they, they are so thrilled with their experience at Blog World. Now, obviously, there are several things that they say. Well, you know, this could have been done differently. This could have been better. They, you know, things could have you know, that could have been added. And we're, I'm going to take a lot of that feedback and and take it back to the staff of Blog World, and and we're going to make future events even that much better. But um, you know, there were very few complaints, and any complaints that did come in came in from people who said overall this was an amazing experience. But, you know, I've heard a couple people complain about some of the, maybe the content of the keynote uh, wasn't necessarily their style. Um, and, you know, I being one of them, I, I, I kind of stayed away from the one that warned of explicit language. Last year, it did some things that, that had some things that personally, I, I, I'm not easily offended, but I actually walked out last year when, when they, um, they did something that just didn't seem professional to me uh, in, a, in a professional setting. Um, I won't go into details, but it w- it wasn't fun. And so I, I ended up leaving. So I, I made a point myself to make sure that, you know, I, I did some other things that would make my blog world experience out of this world. And, and I, I guess I, you know, I could have warned a couple of folks that I, I would have assumed, but I, I, I thought that they would read the thing that says, you know, Hey, you know, a warning adult humor, adult content, adult language, um, and it, it seems that everybody who complained about that session, I don't know anybody that actually said, yeah, I did see that warning. So, um, you know, a little bit of that, but here's, here's, I'm going to share my top 10 things that I 
remember from that I carried a came away from Blog World with, and okay. and this is and this is and, and many of these things you're going to think well that has nothing to do with Blog World that has nothing to do with this conference you could have had all of that no matter what because um you know it's it that's just New York City stuff so for example my my out of my top ten I'm going to start going to my number one thing. Uh, being the last one, but we'll start off with number 10. I got to visit Sirius XM Satellite Radio Studios. So it was up on the 37th floor right in a, in a building right across from Radio City. Uh, I was literally down the hall from where the Howard Stern show is. Uh, and I was there as a guest with Father Roderick, um, friends of ours who started out in the world of podcasting, but ended up getting a full-time gig doing a three-hour-a-day, five-day-a-week radio show called The Catholics Next Door on the Catholic Channel for Sirius XM Radio. Uh, they invited us to come up and join them via uh, you know, uh, remote connection because they actually record their show in Georgia and they actually use a DSL connection to get, not a DSL, an ISDN connection to get their audio into the studios. But we were literally in the studios of XM Satellite Radio. So it, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, you know, again, Blog World didn't set that up for me. But because of relationships that I have, I, you know, I, I, there was an opportunity that was made available to me. And it was a highlight of my Blog World experience. And here's why I can say that is because had I not been in New York City for Blog World, that experience would have not been made possible. So that's my number 10. Number nine, visiting B&H Photo. Did you get a chance to go to the store? I did. It was awesome. Tell folks your experience. What, what is B&H Photo to you now that you've, you've seen the store? I've seen the website and I've seen catalogs, but until you actually visit, visit the actual store, which has tons of just geeky, awesome tech uh, prosumer as well as um, not prosumer. What's the other one? Con- consumer and professional. That's the word professional. Uh, audio and video equipment and just anything you can think of. Um, yeah, and man, blew me away. It, it, I it could have spent hours there. And, and Father Roderick and I went, and we did. We spent hours there. It was out of this world. In fact, there were several pieces of equipment that I didn't even know existed. And I'm like taking pictures with my iPhone. It's like, yep, I'm going to get one of those. Yep, I'm going to get one of those. Yep, I'm going to get one of those. And again, you might think, well, what's this have to do with Blog World? It, it, it was, I'm telling you, if you're a geek and you are a content creator, um, you, I mean, it's, it's really cool to go to a store where they have the geekiest of content creator uh, hardware and you can literally put your hands on it and touch it and and look at the connections in the back of it versus just looking at on a, looking at it on a website. So for me, that was my number nine highlight of my blog world experience was getting to visit and spend a couple hours at B and H Photo. Number eight was seeing Phantom of the Opera for my seventh time. Only it was my first time of seeing Phantom of the Opera on. Broadway. Wow. The longest running show ever in history on Broadway. And uh, Father Roderick and I were out browsing the city on Friday. We we both decided to stay an extra day and a half uh, in New York City. 
And as a result of that, we made a lot of other opportunities available to us. And so uh, one of them was that I said, hey, have you ever seen Phantom of the Opera? And he says, I've never seen any musical. I'm like, dude, we're so going to see Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. And uh, it was like two hours before the show. We went up to the little ticket office underneath the uh, on, on Times Square. And I said, is it possible to get two tickets for Phantom? And they said, absolutely. And which is amazing because when we got there, I mean, it was almost completely sold out by the time the show started. But uh, so we got to see that. That was out of this world. Awesome. I love that play. And and uh, seeing it on Broadway, I, I guess just is. It, it, and matter of fact, by the way, it was my first Broadway show is the first time I've ever seen a Broadway show. And so yeah. that is very much a part of my blog world experience. I would not have gone there and, and, and experienced that had I not been in that city. Number seven is seeing Jimmy Fallon show live. I was in the live studio audience. Uh, in fact, I uh, brought Father Roderick along with me on that. And also John Dumas, our one of my podcast mastermind members. This was actually your idea, wasn't it, Eric? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was so funny. Eric, Eric emailed me. He says, "Cliff, you know, wouldn't it be great if we could see Jimmy Fallon?" And I'm and I emailed him back. I said, "Let me get let me get to work on that." And so I sent a couple emails and stuff like that back and forth. And I said, "Hey, Eric, guess what? I've got tickets to Fallon." And you're like, "Really? On Friday? Oh, I just booked my tickets and I'm flying out before that." Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Jimmy Fallon show. And what I loved about this experience, and this is, you know, this is number seven on my list. I went there and, it, and I'm a huge Jimmy Fallon fan. I am. I love that show. It's the only late night television show I've ever DVR'd in my life. And I usually watch at least 15 to 20 minutes of every episode or at least three or four episodes a week and, uh, and love it. We went on a Friday night. So they did the thank you notes, which is totally awesome. Uh, Ben Stiller was there. He's a cool guy. And they did an actual skit with Ben Stiller, which was really neat to see them set up the stage. It was cool to see how small this stage was. It was cool to see the lighting. It was cool to see how they did the cue cards. And it was cool to see how they did the cameras and all of that. And and I am not kidding you, Eric. I'm sitting there in the studio mesmerized. and, And all of a sudden, there's this seed of a dream planted deep within my soul one day i want to do a late night television show for the for the internet i want to do i want to do a late night show just you know similar to that format i i want to actually have a studio where i have the little platform with a desk on it with the chair and couch i want to have the city backdrop on the on the screen you know behind me um the lighting perhaps even a live band. I mean, I'm telling you, big dreams here. And this all just, it's like, wow. And the one thing that I sit there and I looked at all the people that were there to do what they did. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? I know why they use all of these people to do what they're doing, but this could be done with, and honestly, this could be done with about four or five people. And this could, I could do this. This could, this could be real. And so I went there just for the pure entertainment value and I came away with a new dream for content creation in the future for GSPN. That's very exciting. It is. Hey, I just want to say publicly when you're ready to do that, let me know. Cause I'm, I, that's a dream, been a dream of mine for forever. 
Yeah. Right. So it, it, it's, it's a couple of years out, but it yeah. is. And what I saw is just how small that space was and how they did it. And I'm like, dude, it totally demystified it. It completely de- demystified the process mm-hmm. and it got me dreaming big time. And and you know what? I consider that very much my blog world experience. See, this is how, you know, all of these things are a part of my blog world experience. This is all about the conference to me because, again, I wouldn't have traveled just to New York City just to go and do Phantom or just to do Jimmy or even all of that. It's the it's the conference that brought me there. You know, in the same way, actually, my number one experience, actually, no, my number. Yeah, no, I'm going to I hope my number two experience for blog world L.A. last year was the community meetup that I had at um uh, Victor Joe's, I think is what it was called or something like that. But I, totally, absolutely, I I would love to tell you guys that it was number one uh, and stuff like that. But I'd be lying because my number one blog world L.A. experience last year was going to Petaluma, California and meeting mm-hmm. Leo Laporte and sitting on his studio on his network live and interviewing him doing an episode of Podcast Answer Man. Which, again, had nothing to do with blog world, but the near the nearby location and that it aligned with a pre-existing dream that you made into goals that were actionable and you took advantage of the opportunity absolutely so absolutely and for me personally my number six item was having michael hyatt come and speak on our super session uh Mm -hmm. so that that was amazing uh number five i ate at this place called cat's deli or delicatessen i don't know if you've ever heard of it but uh I had never heard of it before. Uh, th- there's this movie, though, called When Harry Met Sally. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. Yes. And I just uh, watched a YouTube video of the scene that was filmed there. Did you have what she was having? <laughs> it was funny. Uh, but I totally get it. And I was like, I was, I'm sitting there watching this. And you know what? I'm like, I was in the table right next to that. That was just down the, it's like I passed that day. I, I know exactly where that is. It was so cool. And now I actually want to watch this movie. I've never been a fan of Billy Crystal ever. He has always annoyed me. I'm a huge fan of Meg Ryan. I never I never knew Meg Ryan ever had that much hair. Uh, and so now I'm totally going to get this movie and I'm going to watch When Harry Met Sally. And it's going to help me even relive further this amazing New York City blog world experience. But uh, I have, you know, my special, I have a special thank you to Jason Van Orden who made this evening or this experience possible because he invited me and a couple other great guys. I had dinner with Pat Flynn, Adam Baker, David Risley, Derek Halpern, uh, Halpern uh, Corbett Barr, and we just had this amazing night together and and that was just out of this world. And you know what? That Honestly, I did that during the opening night keynote. So I missed the opening night keynote to have this experience, but in my, but I'll tell you what, I have Blog World and Jason Van Orden and these other guys to thank for this experience. You know, it was it was it was an amazing dinner with an amazing group of people. And I will tell you right now, what I will, what my business and what my brand, there there is no numerical value I can put on a dinner with those people. I you cannot. You couldn't pay enough money to have a dinner with that group of people, and it, 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 it it's a life changing. You know, it's like the relationships that are formed in these kind of dinners, 
they're they're life altering. They really oh, are. Oh yeah. They will alter the course and the projection of your future. And and that and that happened at Cat's Deli. And so uh, it w- it was awesome. And Jason Van Orden, I know you're listening. Thank you so much for that awesome night. Uh, my number four experience: getting to meet podcasting celebrities. I actually got to meet Jay and Jack from the Lost Podcast with Lay- Jay and Jack. And and you know what? That's it, 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 for me. I still have podcasting celebrities. I you know I, I I you know Jay and Jack. I they were probably what, either the third or fourth podcast I ever subscribed to. And, uh, you know, they were certainly an inspiration along with uh, Ryan and Jen from the Transmission podcast about Lost. You know, these guys were the they are the first podcasters, uh, you know, some of the first podcasters I ever listened to. I had the honor of being able to invite them as speakers onto the podcasting track. But by golly, you better believe I had my picture taken with them. You know, it's like, heck, yeah, this is so cool. So I got to meet them. My item number three of my highlight, getting to meet some co-hosts. You know, obviously you and I have connected several times and I agree, Eric, it gets better every time. <laughs> <laughs> but but I actually got to meet Andy Traub face to face. I mean, mm-hmm. how many episodes? I think it was at 109 episodes or maybe more of Business Tech Weekly. And Andy Traub and I got to meet each other face to face in Blog World in NYC. He's in South Dakota. I'm in Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati. That was amazing. Um, and and here's the deal. You know, the thing is, is we <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you. I literally saw him and, and, it, and it was like, dude, it's like I know you. We know each other. It's it's it. It, it was the we, it was probably the the weirdest feeling of meeting somebody and feeling like, well, of course we know each other. You know, right. of course, I, I almost felt like. Dude, I, I, I remember the first time I saw him face to face and, you know, we obviously went up and did the we're almost handshake. But then we went for the, you know, the big hug, you know, it's uh-huh. like it's like, but dude, I see you all the time. And it, I literally do did not feel like that was the first time I ever saw Andy face to face. Yeah, it it did not feel that way. Same exact thing. And, and item number three is, is you know, meeting Andy Traub face to face and also Tracy Trost. You know, these co-hosts, these people that I've created content with. And as far as I'm concerned, if I've created content with you, man, you hold a special place in my heart, man, because this is awesome stuff. So I actually got to meet Tracy Trost face to face. And and that was awesome as well. And yeah, I was glad to, to get to meet Tracy as well. It, so so that's number three and and that and and included in number three is is all the other people that you do know just like you said you get to know these people online and you meet them face to face for the first time or you get to meet them again uh and so number three is the face to face but specifically some of those people i've created content with now it, you know it's real life physical handshake hug whatever relationship wow this is awesome number two experience from blog world is just the fact that by golly we had packed out podcasting track sessions whoa standing room only standing room only 54 podcasters agreed to say cliff i believe you're absolutely uh on board with uh, you know making this happen I believe that this is a, is doable, and yes, I will commit to coming to Blog World. 54 podcasters spoke in 24 sessions, and in those 24 sessions, there was an average of 40 to 50 people in each of the s- sessions, and by the way, 
Uh, some of the sessions had 90 or more people inside the room or standing up or sitting on the floor or <laughs> out the door. And um, it was awesome. And and even in my own session, I looked in. I I took a picture while I'm sitting in the session. It was, a, you know, I'm, I'm very I, I, I'm very thankful. I had I was I had a standing room only as well, which was very cool. Uh, but here's the deal. I took a picture while I was up there. And I'm looking out at this picture, you know, after the fact, and I'm looking for the names of, you know, looking for people that I know and, and you know, even the people who have listened. And I could pull out about eight people in the crowd and the rest of the people in the crowd were all people I had never met before. And they were mostly podcasters who came, or I'm sorry, mostly bloggers who had never really considered doing podcasting before. And now they're walking away saying, I've got to start a podcast. So for me, my number two was the fact that these podcasting tracks were packed, heavy attendance, and 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 it was great. There was only two sessions, two or three sessions that had a kind of a light turnout, but I think that had more to do with the description and or the content that maybe did not appeal to the audience that was at Blog World. But overall, gigantic, massive, major success for the podcasting community. Blog World rocked it, um, and and the 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 fifty four speakers that were there rocked it. It was it was awesome, and it, it it I can't say enough. But I will tell you, my number one experience from Blog World was Wednesday night in the upper room of John's Pizzeria on Times Square, and right across from the Phantom of the Opera, the Majestic Theater, John's mm-hmm. Pizzeria amazing pizza but even more than that amazing people 26 of the best people on the face of this planet were there and and we're talking uh 13 of those people were podcast mastermind members and uh eric i believe you were there as well yes i was uh father roderick and uh just tons of people it just it, it people from the gspn community i know daniel uh daniel lewis was there and Jason Van Orden came out and just had this 26 people for dinner. And, and I don't know if you noticed this, Eric, but if you guys look at the pictures that I put on Facebook, which, by the way, I have them. At, if, if you go to uh, gspn.tv forward slash B-W-E-N-Y photos, that's Blog World Expo New York photos. So B-W-E-N-Y photos. That's my Blog World album. If you look at the pictures... Did you notice that there's not a single person looking at a cell phone? I don't think I saw a cell phone out with the exception of two or three people whipped them out of their pocket to take a picture here and there. But nobody had their their nose to the table or nose to a, an, a, an, an, a smartphone. It was literally engaging conversation from 7 o'clock in the evening uh, till 10 o'clock in the evening. And this, I will tell you right now, Jimmy Fallon was awesome. Phantom of the Opera was awesome. The podcasting tracks were awesome. All of that stuff. Nothing, nothing could beat that night as far as Blog World. It was out of this world. And so those are my top 10 highlights from Blog World and New Media Expo NYC. And you can tell that over half of them, Blog World didn't create for me. The conference didn't create for me. Mm -hmm. Over half of them 
were outside of the planned scheduled events that's written in the little document. You you make these events happen. And when you go to, for example, the next event is going to be New Media. By the way, they announced the new name, New Media Expo. Uh, and their their prefix or their um, thing they're going, it, it's going to be NMX. So New Media X for Expo. I don't understand that. But anyway, New Media Expo, NMS. Well, they didn't want to go with NME for enemy. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Is that I what they said? Some, I literally heard somebody say that. Nice. That was in charge. Yes. Yeah, so so anyway, the next one is going to be New Media Expo or NMX, Las Vegas. It's going to be January 6th, 7th, and 8th in 2013, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, and it is going, the rooms are going to be $99 a night, which is amazing. I know that many people will be happy. Um, and the first, get this, the first, or no, the last day of, uh, new media expo, uh, 2013, the, the last day of the conference is the first day of CES, the consumer electronics show. Hello. Guess who's staying a couple extra days? <laughs> yeah, you better believe it. Yeah. So, so I'm already going to be making plans to stay a couple extra days for New Media Expo uh, and CES. And guess what else I'm going to do? I am already prepared to see if I can't set up some kind of way to meet uh, to meet um, Rick Dale from American Restoration. Uh, I'm already looking to see if I can't meet, you know, set up a time to go meet and potentially interview some of the folks from the uh, what is it called? The golden silver pawn shop or whatever. Uh, but basically the guys from Pawn Stars, you know, I, I'm 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 going there. I am meeting people. Mm-hmm. I have clients who have very successful brands uh, that are podcasting and stuff like that. Um, who are very well connected. You better believe I'm going to get hooked up with some of the best shows. Uh, some of the things that, you know, I'm, I'm going to see if I can't meet Daniel Negreanu, my uh, a, a, a poker star celebrity in my mind. Uh, you know, this is, I'm going, you see, I'm going to New Media Expo. I'm going to, yeah, the conference is going to be great. Yes, the session's going to be great. I'm sure the keynotes are going to be great. All that stuff's going to be great, but it's going to be the meeting the people and it's going to be making experiences happen in the location where I'm at. So it's going to be a blast. It will. I'm already committed to going. Sweet. I've already been working on a, a speaking idea. Your speaking idea. That's cool. And by the way, they are um, the. They've already opened it up. They've already opened up the speaker sessions. And if you need information about that, um, I'll tell you what. If you go to podcastanswerman.com forward slash 264 forward slash 264 podcastanswerman.com slash forward slash 264 you will be able to see the link for submitting your talk to blog world and i'm going to pause for right now so i can put that in my show notes and we're back all right so erica you have now joined us for an entire episode of podcast answer man i feel honored it's awesome to have you here my friend it feels like the old social media serenity days it does but uh, hey, um, I do have a couple of announcements here. Um, real quickly, I do want, I've got to give you guys a resource that uh, you can go check out over at marty.ca, or it might be Marsha. Uh, I don't I don't know, but anyway, it's m a r t i dot c a. Go there right now, m a r t i dot c a. This is uh, a, a link to a program called Comment Cast. And I have to give a shout out to Elsie Escobar 
also a podcast mastermind member who shared this as one of her res- actually as her resource of the month for June 2012 and this is an iTunes review downloading software and oh my gosh it's $5 totally worth it you fire this thing up for your Mac it's Mac only I'm sure but um, anyway you fire this up on your Mac it opens up and you can search the store for your podcast or actually anybody's podcast or if you have an application Anything that's in the, in a store with reviews, you can you can search it all and you click. It's like okay, add this. And now what it does is it will add, it actually goes in and downloads totally downloads every review from the iTunes store. And not only does it do just your review for the store maybe that you're signed into, like for me the United States, but it shows all of your re- reviews from every country. And it and it doesn't just show them; it downloads them. You can exp- I, now. I haven't played around with the exporting features, but f- from what I heard, I believe you can export as a CSV file. So if you want to do comer, if you want to do a spreadsheet with them, or I believe I heard that you can export to HTML. Uh, but anyway, this is this is awesome stuff. Uh, and I went in and and at you know I paid the five dollars. And by the way, it's it's really crazy when you get your license after paying the five dollars. They'll send you a link, uh, and you click this, and it's like this cc something dot cc something something uh, file. And I, it took me forever to figure out okay how do I actually get this registered? You just double click that file, and it'll say ah oh, thank you very much for registering, and boom it's done. But uh, it's called Comment Cast. I had to tell you guys about it. Go check it out. Um, you can download it. Insert one or two shows in there. It'll download everything for free. You'll get to see how it, you how how it's used and stuff like that. Very cool stuff. And then I I think eventually it's going to ask you you know hey you like this pay five bucks to to make this go away or continue your trial. Awesome awesome software for podcasters. Alrighty, I am going to play the music, and uh, I still have uh, three minutes and 30 seconds to share some other things, and this is where basically I pay the bills here. So a couple things I want to share with you. First and foremost, podcasting A to Z. Already 12 people signed up for my July course. It's going to be going uh, starting on July 9th, and will go all the way through August 3rd. Four weeks of intense Get you started and launched with a successful podcast training. Basically, if you want full details, I encourage you to please go to podcastingatoz.com. Again, that's podcastingatoz.com. All of the information's there. If you have any questions at all, please email me, cliff at podcastanswerman.com. I will answer any questions related to that course that you need. I would love to get you there. My goal is to have 20 to 30 students, and I have no doubt that we'll get there. Even Michael Hyatt has recently blogged about it. So uh, that's certainly gained a lot of interest. And if you want, if you're listening to this podcast, you can hear my voice right now, then use uh, promo code PAM for Podcast Answer Man. You'll get $100 off of the cost of the course. Again, that's promo code PAM. And that lets me know that you are basically signing up because you heard about it here on Podcast Answer Man. Uh, Real quickly, also just want to say that the podcast mastermind, you hear me talk about it a lot and I continue to do so. It's my number one focus in my business. It's my number one focus in all that I'm doing right now. Podcastmastermind.com for more information. We are accepting new members. 
And then, of course, I also want to say that if you're looking for podcast artwork, the best person in the world to go to is my great friend, Jenny H. If you go to podcastanswerman.com slash Jenny H, that's J-E-N-N-Y-H, she will help you set up your great looking podcast artwork. Or if you need a header for your site, she does amazing work. I happen to know that Hank Osborne from the Homeschool Support Network, Brandon Porter, Biblical Thinking Podcast, and Dan Matson from over at Hooked on Wooden Boats are all in the process of getting some new artwork set up. Thank you very much to you guys and uh, and for supporting Podcast Answer Man by getting your con- your podcast artwork through Jenny H. Again, podcastanswerman.com slash Jenny H. And then finally, one more big thanks to all of you who are using my Bluehost affiliate link when you sign up for hosting. If you want to find out more about Bluehost, I encourage you to read the entire post over at podcastanswerman.com slash hosting. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash hosting. Special thank you to the folks behind ChristopherBattles.net, Rabbi Mofik, M-O-F-F-I-C.com, TheFreakyShow.com, The Gwen, G-W-E-N, Peck, P-E-K, or P-E-C-K Show, that's GwenPeckShow.com, and My Online Sacks, and again, that's S-A-X.com. So ChristopherBattles.net, RabbiMoffick.com, TheFreakyShow.com, GwenPeckShow.com, MyOnlineSax.com. Thank you all very much. I get a very generous commission when you use my affiliate code for Bluehost. Thank you. And Eric, thank you, sir. You're welcome.